Welcome, everybody, to an episode of the Keepers of the Book. As always, I'm your host, Maz, joined here, as always, with my brother, Jordan. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we are doing Wheel of Time Season 1, Episode 7 to 8. Okay, so before I get started, I need to have your honest opinion. Now that the season is over, what do you think of uh, this the season overall and the final two episodes in particular? Um, well, as far as Season 7 and 8 goes... Um, seven and eight, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, episode seven and eight. That I, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, I actually just finished eight today, so that's why I have all those. We were just chatting about just what was going on, right? And you know, to finally see like how the magic system, like how they like can work together at the end there when they channeled all that lightning. That was like super cool to me. And the graphics, and then the fight scenes are super cool. And now we got like, now we start getting into like the mystical artifacts almost because of the horn. I think it is a horn. Yeah. So, but they got to give it to the dragon. So I, um, the, the history behind that's unknown. Besides the fact that they said blow it at the last battle. Okay, so there is. Uh, so I'm just gonna come on and say this. It's it it, it tracks that you like this. Because majority of the book readers liked the season well enough until the final episode. And most of the non-book readers were pretty... They thought the show was good throughout, including the final episode. And Mm -hmm. I'm actually one of those book readers where I thought... I'm like, okay, I'm fine with these changes. I'm fine with these changes. I'm fine with these changes. And then the final episode hit and I'm like, I don't like this. Um... So we'll break into it piece by piece. Uh, episode seven and eight. Episode seven, they're still going through the ways. They get mm-hmm. Machin Shin, which is the Black Wind. Which right. I was super excited to see. And to be honest with you, in in the books, uh, there's not really. I'm not again. I'm not very good with imagery. I just imagine it as this like black cloud. Um, right. But just the way that it they kind of describe it, it's, it's just purely evil entity. It has no intentions it just it's just destructive it kills anything and everything uh without that was in that city the what was the city's name it, again it wasn't the city it was the uh it was the other dimension the ways the yes the other dimension i'm sorry yeah yeah no you're good and so um that was cool uh and then so th- the cool part there was at they end up in faldara which is part of the borderlands which is like right this um the Borderlander kingdoms are these kingdoms that border the land between the human-like land and the Blight, which is like the Dark Ones. I guess you could say territory. Um, so they're like, they're think of it as like, for those of you who've seen Game of Thrones, think of it as like the Knights uh, of... North of the Wall. Yeah. See, that's what that's the comparison I was originally making. No, but they're, the difference is, whereas, you know, the the Knights of the Wall, right? The, the What's it called? The Knights... The Black Knight? The Night's Watch? The Night's Watch, yes, that's right. Thank you. The Night's Watch, they were volunteers from all over the kingdom. The Borderlanders, are that those are actually individual kingdoms. They they live there. That's their people there that have you know women, children. They don't have any laws like you, know, you can't get married or whatnot. So it's not like that. Um, so they ended up in Shinar in the city of Faldara through the ways there. So that was cool to see because I, I like Shinar a lot. They were mm-hmm. for a while my favorite kingdom until we'll get to that next. My new favorite uh, group after in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So they end up in Feldara, and then they're discussing. They're still not sure who the dragon is. And Moraine says that everyone that goes to the Eye of the World, only the dragon will survive. The not uh, anyone who's not a dragon will die. Uh, I don't remember that that being part of the book, but I was like, okay, whatever. And again, I was totally cool with it. Um, and then at the end of the episode, it gets revealed to everyone. Okay, so. If I remember correctly, you thought that Nynaeve was a dragon. Am I right? No, I thought the red-haired guy was. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah. Okay, I thought you did. Um, so, my wife also... Oh, hold on. My wife... That's right. My wife thought it was Rand, and then she changed it to Nynaeve. And then she changed it to Matt. And then she... And then that's when she realized, okay, no, it is Rand. Um, now... I kind of like that they did this whole secretive thing about hiding who the dragon is is or going to be, I guess. But they all play a part in it, from my understanding. Yes, yes. So they didn't really explain this very well. There are these beings called the Taviran, and the Taviran are these strong... I don't know how to explain this. They have strong presence in the weaves, the wheel weaves. Um, so... The Tavirans are so strong that the wheel would literally bend like plot. It's essentially like it's an explained plot armor, if I'm being honest, right? Um, but it, it is kind of cool. The, the wheel would literally bend everyone else around a Taviran to get the Taviran to get what they need to get. And sometimes the Taviran itself would be able to sometimes, to a certain degree, influence the wheel to their own will. So I'm assuming that these Taverans, they're not their bodies, but their spirits were passed down, and that's these people that we're following. Understanding just what everyone's always reborn. So there's not, there's not, they're not special in that sense that they're the only ones reborn. But Taveran right. are like these extra worldly presence. Yeah, I guess a pre- I don't know how to explain it, uh, but I guess presence would probably be the best like word I can think of, where they, um, for example, right? Let's just say that there's an army coming down the mountain to attack a city, and there's a Taviran that lives in the city, and the wheel needs that that city, that boy, to survive. But the boy is still three years old. If the city gets wiped out, the boy's chances of survival plummets. So it's not- right. So the wheel, because he's a Taviran, would cause a flood, which causes a mud or like a lot of rain, which causes a mudslide, which gets rid of that army. Right. So the wheel would literally, like, again, it's like it's defined plot armor. Um. So Taviran are very, very rare. It's it's uh, rare to see even one Taviran in an entire like age or a gener- I don't know, maybe not age but in a generation mm-hmm. but to see three okay so this is another change in the book in the book there were only three defined to Viren. it was Matt Rand and Perrin Perrin okay those were though those were the three to Viren. in this one it seems like they're defining five and that being Ratman Rand Matt Perrin along with Nynaeve and Egwene is what so, it seems like. Perrin is the one that calls wolves, right? Well, called yes. the wolves. Yeah, he's so the that's like black dude who killed. Yeah, yes. that's good. We should um, continue with that. Yeah. 
So I Perrin for a while was actually one of my favorite characters in the book. So I'm very excited to see where he goes from here. And I'm um I like his whole story. It's just again, and I discussed this when we discussed a book several months ago. Right. In that bonus episode, when there's so many characters, certain characters start to get neglected. Um, mm-hmm. when you have a series this big and it has to focus on so many different characters. That's just going to happen. Hell, we saw it in the Avengers, right? Where it's like, yeah. on, how come Hawkeye didn't get his moment? It's like, well, you know, you got 47, 50 million characters. Like, that's going to happen. Nobody gets their time. Yeah, it's just not going to be enough. Um, and, you know, there's literally, there were books, individual books, where Rand showed up for like two chapters total. Really? Yes. He may have been discussed for sure. But he showed up literally for like two chapters total. I think it was two books. It was, uh, that's what happened. But anyways, mm-hmm. um, so they get to in the show they get to Faldara, right? And, and they're they're they just got there. Yeah, and Rand basically um, he kind of comes to the realization that like he is the Dragon Reborn because Machin Shin when they when Machin Shin attacked him. It reveals in the show. It reveals their deepest, darkest secrets, or like, oh, it gives them bad thoughts or something like that. And the bad right. thought it gave him was basically admitting to him, like, you are the Dragon Reborn, and he was the one who channeled to protect Egwene. Uh, and so we got to see a little bit more stuff of uh, his background. I think that was that so- where they showed his past, or actually, when in the first episode when Rand was r- running away from his house with his father. He, uh, his father told, like, was kind of muttering some, implying that Rand is not actually his son. Mm. Which, okay, so I don't know if you recall, but when we first started, this is actually one of those things I was complaining about that the first episode skipped that it shouldn't have. But right, it's okay, that they covered it through a flashback here. Right. So he's the dragon. Aren't male channelers bad? Yes. So uh, what is this? Well, they're not bad. They go insane eventually. So the dragon goes insane eventually. Yes, and that's the and that's the problem because remember Moraine said that in the prophecy itself it says the dragon will either save the world or destroy it. Right. So there, there's a uh, there's a lot of um, I mean, you know, and that's so like, is there any way to save him, or he he just he saves the world and then dies pretty much? Maybe not dies, right? Maybe what if he saves the world and then you think he saved the world, but then he goes insane and then just ends up destroying it. That's the fear, right? What if he saves the world and you again and you kind of let your guard down and he's still insane and he just destroys it? What if he becomes so pretty much so pretty much the way to do it is just have him save the world and then blast him in the back of the head when he's got his guard down. Right. So that being said, (laughs) they're not going to like you're not going to find out a way to save the man. Like you're just going to let the dude die. (laughs) Um, I'm not revealing anything. Uh, So like. I don't know, because then at the end, well, this is what I keep thinking about. At the end, this uh, this little girl on the beach is just gonna face tank these uh, waves coming at her. Is this um? Um. Okay, so we'll get to her in a second, and because she like, just you know, face tanks that, and I'm really less surprised if she's alive. Uh, that that group coming is my favorite, like group. Uh, that's my favorite faction in the entire series. So I'm. Oh, so this is somebody whole different we've never met before. Yes, yes, I love and, them. They're so cool. Uh, they're amazing. And they know how to do some crazy shiznis. Oh yeah, no, it, it's 
So do they have any Dragon Reborn people? Like, uh, what are they called? The T? The, oh, the Tavirin? Do they have um, any? Like, theoretically, the Tavirin could be anyone anywhere. Theoretically. That little girl is not going to be happy if that wave hits her in the face. <laughs> the Tavirin nature. What if she's a Tavirin and the waves like literally just go around her? Bend. Uh, so, so anyways, um, it's just... So, this part was a little... I'm, I'm glad it finally happened because we can finally discuss openly who the Dragon Reborn is. Um, in the book, it was like it tried to make it seem like you didn't know who the Dragon Reborn was, but we all knew. Like we're not. It. It. I don't think if it tried hard to like hide it, it didn't do a good job at it. Is all I'll say. Um, yeah, because at first I think, at first I think it could have been Matt. I think that's what I said, but then I changed to the red-haired fellow Rand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I think the big fake out was a whenever they said that the Dragon Reborn would have a power like what's it called a scorching sun, mm -hmm. and Loghain himself, who was a false dragon, saw Nynaeve's explosive power and he whispered, you know, like a scorching sun or something like that. And then, um, and then whenever Loghain was in that city in Tarvalon, he looked up at Matt and he was laughing. Mm -hmm. So, okay, so let's talk about that, actually. We talked about that last time, too. Yes, so he... Uh, I I will apologize to the audience who are non-book readers. One, I did give a little misdirection there. When uh, when Logan looked up and he saw Matt and he was laughing, he wasn't actually laughing at Matt. He was laughing at Rand. It just so happened in the books, it was only Rand who was sitting on that ledge. So only uh, Logan was only laughing at Rand on the ledge. Ah. The show, Rand and Matt are sitting next to each other, and the camera kind of focuses more on Matt, but that's not the case. Swerve. Yeah, yeah. So that that was, in my opinion, that was really well done. I like that a lot. Um, I think again, I will say that uh, Lan and Nynaeve's relationship has been handled a million times better, in my opinion, until the final episode. Um, but yeah, th that part was. I liked it. So everybody's mad about that, huh? Uh, I'm mad about a lot of things. In the, well, I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, cautious, I'm so cautiously optimistic for season two, but it just feels like they've opened themselves up to a lot of uh, potential issues in the future, which I just, I'm not sure if I'll like, but we'll see. Um, but yeah, you know, they get to Faldara. And mm -hmm. Rand reveals that he's the Dragon Reborn to Moraine. And so Moraine masks the bond with Lan and she leaves with Rand alone. Right. Uh, so episode. She does what with. Say that again. She masks, masks the, the bond. bond. Yeah. So with the bond active, you can yes. kind of. Like Lan can feel everything. And I think he should be able to even track her down. Like 100%. Yes. Okay. That's what, okay, that's what I thought. Yeah. So. Okay. So episode eight. Um. I will reiterate, I did, I did not like this episode, like, at all, but a lot of that could change with the coming seasons. Um, How they changed a change yeah, to a change? Here, exactly, right? So, like, if you change something from a book, I'm okay with it, as long as it's not what I consider to be a core aspect or something that I enjoy a lot. Because if you change right. something that was bad, 
there's nothing wrong with that. But the problem is if you change something that's bad early, that mm-hmm. has implications for later plot lines. So how right. are you going to handle that? So and they could totally just botch the whole thing up they, too. Yeah, and they, yeah, they could botch it up, make it even worse than they kind of already have, or they can, um, you know, uh, I don't know. They could like spin it off into an, another great story, and I'm I'm cool with that too. Um, my only like, and I'm I had the perspective of a book reader, but some people were saying that there are plot holes, but but they're also book readers. I as a non book reader, I can't. I don't I don't know if the plot holes because I have so much information I I don't remember if this is a plot hole or not so if you see one shout out because from a purely show perspective uh, right that's all I know for so exactly, far at least exactly so that's that's why it's perfect I think um so anyways the beginning of episode eight was really cool and I'm glad they showed this. I wish they would have showed a little bit more in the actual first episode, but I think that might have revealed a little too much as far as like spoiling their whole little disguising who the Dragon Reborn was. But this one starts with Luce there and Telamon, who was the previous dragon. Um, okay, so this already started uh, a lot of issues with the book readers. Uh, the lady called him Dragon Reborn. Now, in the books, it, he was always called just straight dragon this doesn't bother me too much i know if there's some book readers listening to this they're probably gonna get mad at me but to me personally this does not bother me like hardly Mm -hmm. um because the wheel keeps turning there's no beginning so he's going to be the dragon right he's not the first one is my implicate like is the way i inferred it right so Um, like he i mean this could also just be like like you said in the previous ones like if Everybody just saw it as a kind of a slightly different turn of the wheel exactly. instead of what we saw, instead of what you read. This is just happens to be another turn of, you know, yeah. or it just could be a different, you know, mm-hmm. I agree. era. So the Nynaeve told Lan how to track Moraine, which this part was stupid, in my opinion. She said that he has a, that she has a tell. What does that even mean? Lan is like this super soldier, and he's, I'm sure, an amazing tracker himself. Probably even better than <laughs> me, considering that he's gone all around the world. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean that she has a tell? This felt like a throwaway line just to explain away something so he could track her down with the masked bond. So putting that aside, I thought that was dumb, but... Do you think it was just a... Uh... Whatever lazy writing that felt like lazy writing in my opinion it was just like we don't know how to get land back to moraine so So, (laughs) Um, that's terrible and then okay so the last interaction between land and nynaeve was weird uh the lines that Mm -hmm. he used were straight from the book which i guess is a good thing but it doesn't make much sense with the given context of the show itself. Mm. Uh, Lan says, like, you know, I will hate the man who you choose, but I I will love him for he makes you smile and mm-hmm. yada, 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 which... Like some... Man, <laughs> that is a nice pickup line. Um, but it's just... She did choose him, though, and she's with him. Mm. Right? It's like... Um, Eh. she's with you now and 
the only way I've kind of justified it to myself so far, and we'll see how it goes, is that Lan has to leave Nynaeve for some time, possibly forever, and mm. he can't be with Nynaeve anymore. And so he's accepted the fact that she won't be with him for the rest of her life. So. Like there's going to be some uh, connection broken there. Right. In the sense that, like, you know, because she he is bonded to Moraine, then he has to, like, wherever <clears throat> she goes, he has to go. Right. Which is not true, but... It is. It is true. Really? Yeah. Um, just can't she mask the bond, though? She can mask the bond, but, like, I don't imagine that that would be something that she needs, she would plan to do long term. Uh. She masked the bond then just for that one mission, but I can't imagine that she was planning so, on masking it long term. Right. Do they like do they like each other like um Moraine and Lynn? Like almost sexually, I guess you could say. Are you talking about Moraine and Lynn? Yes. No. Their relationship Purely Platonic. As far as, book, as far as books go, purely platonic. Um Because I've always wanted I'm like, woo, hey there, big dog. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, it's even in the books. Generally, the greens would have a relationship with their warriors, whereas the blues, to my understanding, for the most part, would just be, you know, business and traveling companions and whatnot. Business is always, huh? Yep. So, okay, and so Rand has that dream with Moraine where she dies, and he talks to right, stabbed right to the, the face. Yeah, he talks to the Dark One, and. Why does he look like Lucifer from the TV show? Does he? I think so. A little bit. He look, uh, do you think he looks like an aged Lucifer with a beard? A little bit. Okay. I guess I can see that. So, yeah, he gets... Yeah. I mean, this interaction was... I don't remember too much of it, I guess. And I don't want to say something that would end up spoiling it. But it was just... Uh, it seemed like you didn't like it. Yeah, it it was okay. Um, and then so he wakes up, and then it actually is Moraine, and she gives him a Angriel or Saw Angriel, which is like basically, if you ever played like an MMO or an RPG, imagine Saw Angriel as kind of like an amulet that just enhances magic power like by plus a gajillion percent. <laughs> uh, so wait, say that again. Saw Angriel is literally, it's a little statue thing that she gave him. Yes. That's a Saw Angriel. It just enhances magic power. Huh. Yeah, by a lot. <laughs> oh. Um, so, like, but, like, does it make him go crazy or faster? Uh, not necessarily, at least not to my understanding. Mm-hmm. Um, so, they get to the eye of the world. That sounds like fun. Uh, yeah. And they cut out one part of the book, which I'm actually glad that they did because that part of the book came out of nowhere and it had zero implication for the future. Mm-hmm. So that was nice. And there's a lot of that in Wheel of Time, to be honest. And, and I know the book fans will not agree with me, but there's a lot of that where they just kind of, it's just there and doesn't really have any meaning. Um, which I guess if you're a fan, a fan of just like pure world building that has no effect on the actual plot, I guess that's okay. Mm-hmm, I do right. kind of too, but the way that Wheel of Time did it felt a little jarring to me. Um, 
But anyways, it's as just, in it's how, like, for example, um, there is one guy in the books who can smell like conflict or death. Like he could go to an area and be like, there was a killing that happened here about two hours ago. And he could mm. follow that smell. Um, and then in the books, he leaves. Right. And he never freaking comes back for anything. He the way they the way he left, you would think that like oh, they just write him off. Yeah, like it's not I, he doesn't die. He does show up again one one more time, but literally his right. ability is never used again, never expanded upon, never touched, like but it's super cool, right? Yeah. And then it's just Yeah. So, it just poops out on you pretty much. Yeah, it's just like, okay, we use it for this book and we're done. And I guess that that's again, that's world building. Yeah, I wouldn't say that's that's the, because it was used for the sake of the plot then, mm. but then after the plot was done with it, it was just left. So I guess that's it doesn't bother me too much, but like there was I would I would say quite a bit. I, mean, I could see why it bothered you though. Yeah. So ninety. Okay, so my biggest gripe was Nynaeve, Egwene, and then okay, so Lord Agomar's sister was the other channeler, and then there mm -hmm. were two other channelers from the city. Okay, so these two channelers from the city are along with Lord Agomar's sister, and Lord Agomar is a king of Draenor. And say it one more time, China. Okay. And so, uh, she can channel, but she just wasn't strong enough to join the White Tower and be, you know, one of the Aes Sedai. And neither were the other two, the two nameless people who can channel. Now that's not a problem, but uh, these five, including Egwene and Nynaeve, who yes, Egwene and Nynaeve are very strong, but they. Egwene and Nynaeve don't have any like formal training whatsoever. Right. Mm -hmm. They just have raw power. But you're telling me that these five just wrecked like an army of 10,000 Trollocs. Um, it was uh, cool. And yes. The that they showed the power of just an insane amount of power can do. Right. I, so I like that, but I don't like this implication. Because... If you're like how many hundreds of like yes, the Aes Sedai are smaller now than they have been in the past, but there's still hundreds of Aes Sedai. I mean, hell, just why wait? Just march them down the to the blight and just start wrecking the blight, you know? Tear the fa tear their faces off. Yeah, like that was and then So you didn't like that, huh? No, I did not. And then freaking Lord Algomar and his troops, when they do this epic horseback like horse like charge. To just get mm -hmm. into the gate. Like, that was... I was like, okay, all right. At first, I was like, wait a second. Isn't that a wall right there? So why are you charging? <laughs> and then they're literally just no. riding from the castle to the actual wall. So that was... And then on top of that, he's sitting there with the freaking uh, crossbow. Why don't you also have a spear so when there's actually people on the slits... You can stop using the crossbow and you pull out a spear and just start stabbing through the slits. Because that'd be too smart, Maz. Yeah. Uh, I should be a battle general, medieval battle general. And then, so that was dumb. On or just that, make sure you write those scenes. Yeah. And why do you have the channelers behind the wall? Why not just have them on top of the wall and then, like, they're in the ravine anyway, so you didn't even need to make that big of a cone. 
Maybe you wouldn't have even needed five channelers linked together. You probably could have done it with just three. And then or they, even knock the rocks down on them. Yes. Yeah, like, what sort of like defense platform is this? And so that was dumb. Um, Lord Agamar dying. That didn't happen in the books, but that didn't bother me. His sister dying because she burnt herself out. That didn't happen in the books, but again, I'm fine with that. Um, because they don't have much of a impact later. They may be replaced by somebody who can fill in with whatever it is that, you know. Right. That whatever little bit of storyline that they had. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you've been replaced. Uh, the other thing, okay, so probably the biggest, and this part, like literally when I saw this, uh, like my jaw hit the floor. Um, like mad? Yeah, I was mad. Um, they kind of, they start burning out. That's what it's called, right? When they absorb so much of the power that their body can't handle it, they burn out. Whoa, that's crazy. That's what happened to those women, right? Their right. faces started burning. And so I'm glad that they showed it. I'm cool with that. My problem, though, is they started showing Egwene and Nynaeve burning out, and Nynaeve did burn out, and somehow she was able to sever Egwene's tie with the link, which... Why not just sever both your guys' ties? Uh, whatever. Uh, so yeah. So, but she heals herself. No, no, no. Egwene healed her, and that is actually my biggest problem. Um, healing magic, like healing weaves, it, it's special. There, it's not like they can all do it. I'd say mostly, just about all. I said I have very basic healing, but there's a specific aja, the yellow aja that is specialized in healing. And Nynaeve can do it because she's been the town healer. So it made sense for her to have, because she has so much raw, right. raw energy and raw like power, along with the fact that she knows she's had like, you know, she's had medicinal training that she's a really good healer, like Matt right. healing. But Egwene healing makes no freaking sense. And the problem well, that wasn't in the book that was not in the book, like Egwene can heal, but it's very basic level, like maybe a few cuts and stuff like that, maybe even a stab wound to like the leg, just like to mm -hmm. patch it up. But and but at the same time, though, but that exhausts them. So they're not not only are they not at good, as good at healing, but they're inefficient. So they end up using more energy for less, like less effect. Um, so the problem that I have with this is that now you've given Egwene the power to heal. <clears throat> now, are you going to change which, uh, you know, what her focus, her strengths will be moving forward? Is she also going to be a healer? Um, is she going to do it all? Or is she going to, yeah, or is she going to do it all? Or is she just going to be like, or is there, is the implication now that everyone can heal that way? Because the problem is a burning out is a serious thing. That's, that's literally death. So she, she can save someone from death, and if the problem is is that everyone can heal that way, you have now undermined an entire Aja, the yellow Aja. You've entire undermined an entire faction of the Aes Sedai. So that's a problem. Um, maybe I'm making too, may, uh, making it bigger than it is, but that part bothered me a lot. Where I was like, you. "Do you think she should have burnt out to trade her life for one? That's a lot of magic power." At all. I mean, it was. Um, that that whole part never really happened. So in the book, okay, so this is book spoilers coming up. In the book, what ended up happening 
was and it is weird rand teleports from where he was fighting in the eye of the world he teleports to the army and just massacres them and then like teleports back or something like that it was weird the finale of the book itself was not good i'll be honest with you it was very confusing i actually had to go and post on reddit to ask what happened because i I couldn't figure it out that's serious if you're posting on reddit (laughs) yeah so and apparently it's a common common problem like a lot of people have a problem understanding what the hell happened so yeah i just man i mm, i don't know you seem really torn about this it was I don't I don't know how to explain it, you know, it was they'd have a lot they'd have to have a lot of explaining to do to try and wrap up this issue. Conclusion. Yeah, because th- this issue right here with Egwene healing Nynaeve brings up issues like uh I'm not gonna say which Aja she goes into or anything like that, but she's not going into the yellow Aja. I'll just say that. She doesn't go into the yellow Aja in the books. So, with that out of the way, it's like, uh, so does that mean she does go into the Yellow Aja in the show? Or again, like, she's just so or good they at just, it. If they can... change that, if they change that, that's a decent change. <laughs> I, I guess, but, like, I don't know. That, that far bothered me. And then, so, Rand has, like, this possible future that the Dark One shows him. Hey, you know, you can live the rest of your life with Marin, or Egwene. Way, you yeah. guys can have a child that you guys have want that you have wanted, and you know she doesn't want to leave for the tower. And he's just like, and I actually like this. He said, like, you know, I love Egwene for who she is now, and the person she is now wants to be an Sedai of the White Tower. So if she doesn't want to be Sedai of the White Tower, she's not Egwene anymore. And I, I like that a lot. It's one of those situations mm-hmm. like, do, would you love the person the same if they had all the they weren't who they were exactly. So that was, that was cool. Um, I like that part. But then they do this weird thing, and he like mm-hmm. holds up what I think is a Sa'angriol, the little magic enhancer thing. And yeah, so he beats a dark one. My wife, and so my wife's like, that was a little too easy. And yes, that that's the point. Um. Wait, so the Dark One's gone for good? I thought that was just like a, hey, you won the battle, but not the war, buddy. Uh, there, That is the implication that he's not really gone, because I don't know if you noticed, but when he was fading away, like, his form was being, like, vaporized away. Yeah. He had, like, a little bit of a smile. So almost like he wanted Rand to do what he did. Because it, it pushed him further into something else. Yeah. No spoilers, but yeah, we'll we'll see. So, oh jeez. <laughs> uh, okay, so another big change, and this, the this change, I don't bother them too. I, I don't blame them too much, simply because this change is a direct result, I think, of the fact that Matt, the actor, mm-hmm. um, would uh, wouldn't or couldn't start filming after COVID started. I don't know. Again, I'm not gonna make assumptions as to what happened, but. The bottom line is he wasn't able to uh, film mm-hmm. after COVID, so that messed up a lot of things because Matt's supposed to be here for all this. Um, 
And, that sucks. Yeah. And so what happened is, is that the Horn of Valir is actually supposed to be at the Eye of the World, not there. So that, that's not, again, that's, a, that's a pretty big change because the, like that implies certain things about history that I guess, I guess didn't happen that way, which, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. You your story. But, um, so Loyal gets stabbed and presumably dies. Um, right. Which that's that's what that's huge because he does not die. Period in the books. So that was kind of crazy. Um, that's a little odd. Yeah. And uh, what's his face? Padan Fane gets away with the Horn of Valir and the dagger. Yeah, and the dagger. So, oops. Yeah. How are they going to come back from that one? I don't know. Um, the Horn of Valir is awesome, and I can't wait to see it be used. But currently, I don't know. This feels... This is a little... It's one. It's one of those situations where the changes start piling on so much... That I don't hate it just because it's a change. I hated the Egwene Nynaeve part for the channel, which we just talked about. But this part, I don't know if I... I wouldn't say I hate it, but it's like... You're opening doors to a lot of problems in the future. And that that's the part that just kind of worries me. Because they've already... Because they're not going to cover it up. Yeah, they've already rushed the season. It feels so rushed. Um, I feel like they could have spent more time in post-production because the CGI for the Trollocs didn't look good at especially during daytime. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like the magic could have been a little bit better too. Uh, I don't know. When they started bringing down the lightning, that was that, cool. No, okay, that part was cool. I agree with that. That part was cool. Um, and yeah, it's just, so okay. it just seems rushed because you took so long to read. You know what I mean? Like you took yeah. so long to read the series. It's like, okay, they make a TV show. Like how are they going to fit? Uh, one and a half books or whatever, whatever it is per episode. You know what I mean? Yeah. So okay. So at the end, Moraine does get found by land because of her quote unquote tell, which is stupid. But anyways, um, <laughs> land says to lift the mask of the bond, but she says she can't because uh, the dark one, like shielded, like he didn't cut her off from the source. It seems like completely. It looks like she uh, she was shielded from their source. Like it's like there's a barrier between her and touching the power. Yeah, we know that that's kind of like devastating mentally to the people like this, like who who can channel, and all of a sudden you're cut from that. It feels like you've lost something of yeah, yourself, dear to you. Yeah. So that uh, that that'll be interesting to see how that mo- goes like moving forward. Um, and but Maureen does say that this is not the last battle because. I don't know if the show did a good job at saying this, but in the books, they kept emphasizing that the eye of the world where they're going to was going to be the last battle. We as a reader, of course, knew that that was not the case simply because there's 14 other books in the series. So clearly this is the end of the first book is not the last battle. Clearly. Um, Uh, Yeah. Uh, No way. Yeah. I am falling for that. Uh, But in the show, I don't think they ever mentioned that they were going to the quote unquote last battle right there. So I I don't know Oops. how you took <laughs> it as a non book reader, but I, like I assume that if some non book readers saw that, they're like, wait, was that supposed to be the last battle? Um, right. 
but yeah, spoilers. No, there's not. There's 14 other books to cover. Um, well, I guess 13 if you count. <laughs> none. Uh, and okay, so let's get into the ending. Ending, which is there's a bunch. There's a huge army coming on ships, and they have what looks to be channelers, and they channel this massive tidal wave to just mess up this little girl's day. And yeah, that was kind of messed up, but whatever. Okay, so this group is called the Shan Chan. And that's all you're going to get from me. All I can tell you is that they are awesome. They're so cool. No way, dude. I love their history. I love their entire, you know, like society structure, their culture and whatnot. And I am so freaking ready for the Shan Chan. Like this entire episode, I was like, I'm not. Wait, so are you ready for him or not? I am so ready. Mm, (laughs) but this entire episode i was like all right this is kind of dumb i don't i'm not liking this and then Mm -hmm. yeah okay i was was like okay i'm ready for season two now um but there is one thing i did want to talk about at the beginning of the episode when they showed loose there in telemon which was the you know the original dragon Mm -hmm. a thousand years ago I'm sure you saw, right? They zoom, they panned out to the city, and it's a futuristic city, right? Flying cars, all that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, so I guess maybe we did talk about it, but yes, that that's what the world was like. Uh, we had high-level technology and whatnot, and then society collapsed. And that city, actually, if you look at, I think it was episode one even, when you see all those like skyscrapers and stuff, that's that same city. If someone actually posted... On really? Reddit, yes, on Reddit of a side by side shot comparing the two cities, and what? It's, it's the exact same city. Yeah, that ruined city that we see in episode one. If you like, just like I guess paste it over. It's the same city. No way. Yeah, it's cool. I'll I'll send you that. Is awesome. And I'll even try and post it on the episode show notes. So yeah, it um. So, I'm still gonna watch season two. I'm not that upset with the because again, I like oh, there's eight episodes. I liked seven of them. So you're not gonna find episode eight to be the weakest, personally. So you're probably planning on uh, watching uh, something else then in between. Yes, Mr. Jordan. Ugh. How would you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you already know. How would you like to watch? season start watching the expanse because i know i know i know okay so i i will put this out there because you like the stuff that i recommend the expanse when it comes to live action shows is my top three favorite tv shows of all time yeah whatever dude (laughs) (laughs) fine I think you will like it. If you like, so next time we will be covering, like, so next week it'll be Shadows of Self, continuing that. But the week after, we haven't decided yet exactly how many episodes we're going to be covering on that one. But I'm very excited for that one because, like I said, Expanse is my top three favorite TV shows of all time. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, um, it's written by uh, one of the assistants. It's written by two authors, and I think one of the authors is an assistant to George R. R. Martin, who wrote the Song of Ice and Fire. I heard he was a nice guy. Yeah, 
doesn't finish her book though, but um Right. Yeah. So we're we'll be covering the TV show for that. Um mm-hmm. I like the show a lot, a lot, a lot. It's very well done. I, I think Jordan, you will love the world building so, so much. Well I better. Yeah, you better. <laughs> yeah, so if I don't like it, we fight. but anyway yeah i mean i figured we'd probably probably start watching it just just because i don't know i figured you'd be like well this is done let's go yeah on to the next one the train never stops no it doesn't (laughs) all right so well thank you everyone for listening um please Follow us on Twitter at pod underscore bookkeeper. Our Discord is on all the episode show notes. Uh, yeah, and TikTok also at Keepers of the Book. I'm actually going to be talking a little bit more about this whole Wheel of Time stuff on TikTok, so you can follow me on there. All right, well, thank you. Enjoy yeah. Time, everyone.